I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. We're back. We're back. Well, we're not really back. We're actually we're, not where we normally are. Yeah, we're in person together. It's in person. And, and, and if you hear an echo, we apologize. We are in this spacious loft. Airbnb, which is amazing yeah. and haunted. In uh, Pensacola. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were here for Pensacon. Pensacon. Which uh, is- and um, and it's pretty crazy. We've got some of the other horsemen here. My lovely wife is here. And they are down with the con crud they are down with the sickness well i think they probably got what my breaking news story is oh really i you have think? a breaking news story yes oh i do no i do i do believe it or not msn reported this which of course completely beyond freaks me out when msm decides to report anything hold, hold on one second let's let callie hit the, callie our wonderful producer let's hit that breaking news sound beat you got Perfect. Okay. Okay. Great. Scientists warn a possible public health threat after reviving an ancient zombie virus. What? Yes. That's the headline? That's the headline. And ironically, this kind of ties into us being at Pensacon because Jonathan Mayberry wrote a book called World War V. Right. Yeah. No, no. V Wars. V Wars. I got it. And in V Wars, the vampires came back because of a virus that was in the um, glaciers and stuff that got set free due to global warming, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Amazing book. Well, it turns out apparently the French, leave it to the French, who have decided to um, get this particular virus, which is a zombie virus, out of the iceberg <laughs> and stuff like that and bring it into modern times. So they're super worried about this vi- zombie virus spreading well, yeah um and and it's it's funny because oh my god you know with that there was there was you know we were just at mad monster party last week yeah uh up in uh north carolina which was an amazing fun con and one of the guests was eugene clark who played big daddy zombie in land of the dead and if you can ever get to a con with eugene clark he is amazing because he still dresses as the character and he does like photo ops as the character yes yes he goes he does the whole character and it's attacking people it's amazing but yeah so funny funny zombie combo there well we've got a lot to talk about on that con because some fun stuff carrie told me some fun stuff happened what which we're gonna bring up but first I did not get not one zombie breaking news story, but two, two? zombie breaking news stories. Well, so what, we'll we get the- we get another blip from the, the 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 breaking news thing. Yes, so we will take a moment for the blip. Oh my gosh! Okay, back back. All right, New so York a second. Post oh, New time. York Post. Yes, New York Post. Yes, skin rotting drug trank infiltrates big cities zombifying bodies they have just become the weekly world news at this point yeah except for apparently it says the substance which seemed to appear in philadelphia before migrating west to san francisco and los angeles was used for cutting heroin but most recently has been discovered in fentanyl and 
the problem oh, is wow. with the fentanyl, which is, you know, coming close to overtaking, well, not, I wouldn't say overtaking oxy, but it's a huge yeah. part of the problem because it's unfortunately tragically easy to make yeah. fentanyl. And easy to get over borders and, and easy yeah, to get anywhere. The, the ingredients are nowhere near like making, I can't believe you can say things like this, but it's nowhere near like making meth. No. It's, no, it's harder to make meth than it is to make fentanyl. But apparently it being injected causes flesh to rot and people to go into a zombified state. And they have all these pictures, which we'll of course share all these links on the podcast notes. But um, I am just saying that my bug out bag that I created that I brought up on the show before yes. for zombies, it's a real thing, people. Yeah, Get your bug out bags ready. Yes, it has to be. Oh my gosh. These are literally headlines out of World War Z by Max Brooks. Uh, but yes, uh, so yes yeah whatever that's all good no um what's funny with, with that drug it's uh it's a it's a veterinary drug mm-hmm. and I've, I've read about this and it's one of those that it's used to make drugs last longer for animals and so of course that's why they're using it is to make, to the, pro- highs to make last the highs longer. last longer and stuff yeah so that's uh that's why it started as a thing they cut with uh heroin oh and all this gosh. but now but it, i've seen the videos of the people with this and they literally are shaking and walking around they look like something out of Shaun of the dead it's amazing so well, you know we can go back to the story and i'll find it we'll again share it in the notes do you remember florida because we love florida it's the freak show state was the first state where they reported somebody eating somebody's face off that the was bath on salt. bath salt eating people's face yes. off yep. we could have an interesting combo between the bath salts this new trank drug all this stuff and this wonderful thing that they're doing over in France, we could literally create the zombie apocalypse. We could, and especially in Florida. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we had, uh, there was another famous case in St. Petersburg at an old abandoned Hooters, of course. <laughs> so that, you know, it's starting good there. Yeah. Where uh, two um, homeless guys were living in that abandoned Hooters, and one was convinced the other one was a vampire. And so had to kill him, but then realized he could become a vampire himself by consuming his, his flesh. Partner. Yes. So so after he killed the vampire, it didn't turn to dust, but he wanted to be a vampire himself. So he consumed him. And Okay. So I just yeah. want to clarify that you tried to overtake my two zombie news stories, which legitimate zombie type viruses. Yes. With adding in a Hooters vampire story. But, you know, it was, it's zombie-ish because no, he was not. flesh it's eating. The, yeah. Because you're trying to be a vampire, so it's the same thing. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Potato, potato. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm now steer us back since you're trying to. Everybody, get ready for the zombie apocalypse. This is from Erica. All right, all right. Oh, Erica. Yeah. Speaking of, we are not experts on zombie apocalypse. Excuse me. What? <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right. I, I, my apologies. I did not Just, mean to steal your thunder. You've done it twice now <laughs> in this show. Have you not read the comments on YouTube? That oh, said, oh, yes, that's right. I'm never allowed to make this show without without uh, the, the 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 partner because she's hysterical. Because so. I'm hysterical. This is funny. Hashtag okay. winning. Hashtag life goals. Um, let's talk about Mad Monster though, because um, where we have the zombie plague from. Yes, exactly. In our in our Airbnb in our people. Um, but you. 
met another celebrity there, didn't you? I met a few celebrities there. I got to meet David Morrissey, mm -hmm. aka the governor from Walking Dead, Ooh. Uh, speaking Ooh. of zombies. But I knew him as the other doctor from the Christmas special of Doctor Who one time. And uh, I don't know why the hell you're bringing up Doctor Who. You had a perfect zombie segue. Well, all right. Anyway, and then uh, I got to meet Gene Clark again because yeah. he's always awesome. Um, but uh, and there were some amazing other people. Alex Winter was there. Deep Roy was there, who played every small creature you've ever seen in a in a movie. He was the Oompa Loompa in the last in the, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The Johnny Depp ones. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing. He was Mister Sin, another Doctor Who character. Of course, he was a killer ventriloquist dummy. Uh, and then in Talons of Wing Chiang, uh, one of the scariest Doctor Who's ever. And then, um, if you bring up Doctor Who one more time, I, 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 but I'm uh, your hilarity will walk out the door. Okay, fine, fine, fine. No but more Doctor Who. Um, and then Alex Winter, you know, uh, uh Bill S. Preston, Bill Esquire, Esquire, and then he was in Lost Boys too, which I totally yes. forgot about. Yes, and love, look, I brought the vampire thing you back. The vampire's back now, okay. so good. But then we walked over and I got to meet one of my, they had the cast of American Horror Story. Ooh. So uh, Dylan, Dylan McDermott was oh. there. Uh, the I can't remember her name, but the lady who played the maid in the first season. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, not the old version, but the one the men see. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and she was super sweet. But next to them was one of my favorite character actors of all time, the great Dennis O'Hare. I love Dennis O'Hare. You know, my favorite American Horror Story he was in was Hotel. Yes, that's, he was, he had, he talks about her, the character he played there, a lot. And has, uh, had pictures of her he would sign as yeah. well. Did you um, go to coffee with Dennis? <laughs> that's, you heard the story. I so. did. So, um, for those listening to us, I just want you to know, um, Mark has one of the most amazing wives on the planet. She's fantastic her name is carrie brilliant marcus apparently completely oblivious to a very certain factor what would that factor be mark that um um certain people like to flirt with me quite a bit and i don't and i am oblivious to it yeah so um dennis asked you to coffee yeah well dennis o'hare was there that morning uh, we were setting up and he hadn't gone to his booth i'm so used to the celebrities at the you know the bigger cons that you know they have the handlers and kind of steering them away from all the fun stuff. Mad Monster, it's all in one room, and the and the celebrities are around the outside wall, and it's amazing. It, and you it reminded me of older cons where you get to hang out with the guests, which are this. some of the funner cons. So those yep. listening, if you can check them out, obviously Mega Con, some of the big cons are fantastic. Galaxy Cons, Nerd Street, Pensacon, yeah, Pensacola, strange, strange mix of big and small con. Yeah, but finding some of the smaller cons or ones that are just starting that have some celebrities, absolutely go because a lot of times the celebrities actually get to mingle. But you are changing the subject from Dennis <laughs> O'Hare. Well, so anyway, he was there uh -huh. and we were talking mm -hmm. uh, just because I was like, oh my gosh, uh, you know, like you do. Bud. And I can't wait to see you in a little bit. I'm going to be, uh, you know, getting your autograph and all this. I'm, I know you haven't set up yet. And he's like, no, no, you know, I'm just, you know, and I'm, I'm getting my Southern back on because, you know, here in the South and all this. And he was, he was playing up the character. And I was telling him, you know, my, my, my child, uh, you know, Callie is a big fan of True Blood. And he's like, oh, what a darling, you know, thing. And, all. and he literally slipped into character for a minute. I thought. 
Uh-huh. And uh, and then he was trying to slip into something else, uh, which was well. Anyway, <laughs> a little bit later, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm just so happy I had my morning coffee. And he's like, he's like, maybe you know. And and, and as as I walked him, I was like, oh, your booth's over here, and uh, and you know, I saw your banner, and he's, oh, would you be a darling and walk me over? And I and I walk him over, and then he's like, he's like, thank you, love. And then he's like, maybe we should go out for coffee sometime. And I was like, oh, that'd be great. I, I'm here all weekend. I, and I walked away and I didn't put two and two together. I just want to point out, I'm not sure now hearing the full story from you, mm. who was flirting with who, because I figure this sounds mutual. <laughs> and I'm going to look over at his amazing wife and ask, doesn't that sound a little mutual there? Here, Yeah. I was fanboying. 100% agreeing with me because apparently your fanboying equals... It's equals flirting, equals I guess. flirting. So... so um, to be yeah. fair, the only other person I did that to was Russell Tovey, uh, who was on uh, Being Human many years ago, the okay. British version of Being oh, Human. He was, the werewolf. he was the werewolf, the yeah. Jewish werewolf on that. So and, you were hitting on him too? Uh, apparently he was also flirting with me and I didn't catch it. At okay, the time. So, I am, yeah. the jury is out right now on who was flirting with who. Okay. So you should stop throwing your uh, kitty at everybody. I guess, I guess. So <laughs> sorry, Dennis, I was married. And uh, you know, Carrie admitted that they should have come over and, and put their foot down. And yes, apparently. Back off, he's my man. Oh Yeah, well, so. you, one wouldn't have to if you stopped doing that. <laughs> so today's episode though is um airing on april 1st oh correct? yeah we're all around april 1st, 1st around right. april 1st so yeah and who knows when they're listening but um so we're talking about well let me talk about this time i was the most terrified in my life and that will lead into our subject okay before we get into that i want to say something oh it's what? Me. all right i'm your kid my first off, I'm gonna say something. My my dad is definitely wrong because, Dad, I don't know if you remember that that story that you told me about um uh, about Andy Hallett. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Dad. Yeah, you want to talk about that one too? Or, like, I believe I believe the Callie. late great Andy Hallett, who was Lorne in Angel, the green uh-huh. demon host, uh, remembered me. When we met him at MegaCon many, many years ago, from when we had worked together as youths uh, on a project. And um, and then he went to me and he's like, uh, he's like, and you always remember the ones that got away. <laughs> so, okay, so there is, Carrie, I hope you're paying attention to the epidemic of your hubby bubby over here. I you know, with. Okay. I'm flattered. I'm flattered. I, okay. So, yeah. I yeah, said that. I'd also but, like to to segue us uh by saying that the biggest hoax that I wish was real was that uh I I didn't have to listen to this story not multiple times, but even more times because I'm gonna have to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations, Dad. Yes, yes, you're very welcome editing all the uh, my my the people who are crushing on me and uh, uh yeah, vice so, versa and vice versa i okay, guess okay i guess Fantastic. andy andy was beautiful so uh okay. but anyway scariest moment of your life scariest now. moments of life all right so now we're gonna we're gonna shift okay. we're gonna get dark we're gonna get scary here so okay this is this is one of those events that is hard to describe without okay. telling the whole tale okay tell the whole tale all right so everybody turn down the lights 
uh, unless you're driving. Okay, you're yeah. part of the audience now. <laughs> oh, God. Stop doing that. Do you see yourself doing it? All right, all right, all right. So anyway, so okay. in the, the tale, you know, I am a young man, and I am walking through my land in Kentucky, uh, the family land, the, the home of the bench leg. Uh, you know, this is, you know, crazy location and it is dark sky territory. So I am out there looking for stars and I'm actually looking for UFOs because it was the early 80s and I was I was a nerd. OK, so we should real quick so that for those that maybe live in cities and stuff that are listening to us, when we say dark skies, one of the things that I think people who are not um, used to being uh, out in areas that don't have what's called light pollution, right. meaning there aren't a lot of city lights. There's not like lights from businesses. Yeah. So when it gets dark, it is literally pitch black. Sometimes yeah. you have a little moonlight, but it is not like walking down a quote unquote dark street because a dark street in cities and stuff still has light pollution. Yeah. There is, even though it can be dark and scary, there's still a degree of seeing. So when you're talking about it, you're talking about when it's completely, completely dark. dark and okay. you're in these, I'm in these woods. I know the woods. Well, I know the past, my eyes are getting adjusted to the darkness, Okay. but it's also, you see more stars than you've ever seen in your life yes. out there because you don't realize how many you can see the milky way you can see all this you know, people travel hundreds of miles to see this stuff i would go there on weekends because it was you know my family farm and we we i would go out there looking for aliens because i wanted to be abducted uh i'll admit it okay. uh, because yeah. it was close encounters had just come out and all this stuff you know man i was a nerd it's all good star wars was my life so you're flirting uh, aliens. with aliens now too? Uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was convinced. So as I'm walking along and I'm out in the woods, I notice a strange glow in a tree above me, like a, a incandescent light shining in the tree branches above me. And I thought, Ooh, Foxfire. You know, so I, I, I'm finally Foxfire? Foxfire is a type of moss that grows in the hills of Appalachia and it glows at night. So uh, it has a like a bioluminescence. Like a bioluminescence is a phosphorescence, actually. Okay. So it's it's almost Whatever like you know, science. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, anyway, it's so I thought maybe that's it. I hadn't actually seen any of that on our land. I was very surprised. So I take a step to look at it from a different angle. And the light moved over to the branch above me. And suddenly all the hairs on the back of my neck go up, little alarms go up. And I'm hearing this voice in the back of my head and it's my father. And he has told me, do not get spooked in the woods at night. There's, you know, specific rules of the woods. Don't say your, don't call your, don't, don't answer if someone calls your name. Why do, don't, but we got to cover that. Why yeah. do people say don't answer when it calls your name? Because it's the hide behind. It's a creature that will come and get you. Or it is the, um, uh, the other one is the, uh, the, the he who walks behind, which is a native spirit that if you whistle in the woods at night, it will, it will find you and hunt you. Uh, you know, it's a type of skinwalker type yeah. legend so. uh so i'm i'm getting a little nervous but i'm sitting there going okay i can logic this there's this light that's shining must be from the neighboring mountain there must be a car up there that its headlights 
are shining. That's my logicking this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad I wasn't there to witness that. Yep. Yep. So, Continue. yep. So then I'm like, all right, that's got to be it. And so I'm like, oh, let me maybe if I change my angle again, I can see what this light is. And I move again and the light jumps back over to the other branch right above me. And I'm like, bugger. Wow. I don't know what is going How's on. How's your logic going now, Mark? No, exactly. I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking about our monster on our land, the pinch leg. I'm thinking because he glows supposedly, uh, but but he's not invisible, you know. And he's a big panther thing with a human head and a wooden leg, and we'll deal with him another okay, time. Okay, I was gonna say we gotta cover him another time. Another but I don't time. Feel like we have time to. No, he's a Holland monster story, yeah. uh, but uh, he's available in Erie Appalachia or Erie Appalachia uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that you can get from History Press and audio version from Four Horsemen. Well, and it's History Press. Heard our Erie yeah, website. website. Yep. So good so, plug in the middle yep, of your yep. terrifying I, story. You know. Anyway, so the so now I'm getting nervous. Mm-hmm. And I'm really nervous. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a jump at this point because I'm hearing my father's other advice. Do not run in the woods. Because if you run in the woods, you will, you know, Spot, you will flip you will do mm-hmm. all this you, you will trip you'll hurt yourself other things will happen just don't run well that's that's actually sound advice. sound advice right especially are, in the dark there are tree roots and all kinds of other things so yep. it's not like there's a clear paved path so right okay. exactly so i at this point go okay i'm gonna make a jump and that way i can really see this thing so I leapt as far as I could leap. I was I was a nerd, so it wasn't really that great. But I You're but the light literally jumped with me from tree to tree. I was done. Okay. That was it. I was terrified, and my heart starts pacing, and I'm like, "Damn it, I'm out of here!" I start running, and I so the fight or flight the in fight you was flight 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 is our only option because I can't fight a light. Uh, and then I, as I'm running, I'm sitting there going, damn, this is what you wished for. You wanted to be beamed up and now, now they're hunting you and they're going to find you. Had it been a few years later, I might've thought it was like the predator chasing me because as I'm running, I keep looking up and the light is literally going from branch to for branch the, to branch. Record, predator was an alien. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, so okay. So a uh, less nice one. Okay. Good and I'm fun. thinking maybe will-o'-wisps, maybe some sort of nature spirit or something but i am now terrified and now what happens is once you do start running in the woods you stir up every animal that is asleep within a mile radius and they start making noises themselves and they start running through the woods so now you're hearing stuff running all around you in addition to your heart pounding through your chest and making everything seem louder I'm running. I am terrified. I know the trailer where my family is, is about a half mile away. I can make that. I know I'm going to live if I can make it there. And I start running even harder. And then I kicked up a deer. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever heard a deer be startled before. If you ever kick up a deer in the woods at night, it sounds like a woman being murdered. It is the most terrifying sound. So obviously the producer will make a note to find an example of this on YouTube (laughs) so that people can hear what it sounds like to be an idiot like you in the woods. 
continue so, with your story. So at that point, I am now convinced I am going to die of sheer fright alone. I run, I trip, I fall, I pick myself up, and the adrenaline is keeping me going. My hands are all scuffed up. I make it to the edge of my family's property, the barbed wire fence. I grab the barbed wire fence. I don't care that I'm not wearing gloves, and I'm just climbing through as best I can, ripping my shirt. But there's a clearing there. There's no trees. This thing so is jumping from exactly tree to tree. Where the um, aliens can obviously land to abduct you. Of course, but there's no trees. This thing's jumping from tree to tree. I get out there and there's no trees and the light is gone. And I'm like, thank God I have survived. And I run to the trailer and I'm going to get my dad's guns. I'm going to get everything I can to fight off this crazy thing that's in the woods. I'm gonna get everybody in the family to form a posse. We're gonna to try to figure this thing out. Super logical. I get up on the porch and I go to reach the door and I see something above me and I look up and there's the light. And that's when I remembered the flashlight in my back pocket that I had turned on somehow. And that is what I ran. I literally ran a mile from my own ass. Wow. And um, so well done. Well done. Good, Sarah. Well so done. the scariest time. So thank you, April Fools, because <laughs> now we are going to talk about hoaxes. Yes. But I, I think we all need a break. for a Yes, moment after I agree. That debauchery. So we will be right back with Erie Travels. Eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncy and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncy, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the US, Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. Okay, we're back. I'm done laughing at Mark. It's kind of hard because, wow. And I and I was getting lectured about being flirted with by both uh, uh, Callie and Erica. So well, thank you. That's because apparently there's more, so much more to some of these stories, but we're not going to cover that. It's another another time. Another but time. Other, you know, I was looking at some uh, very sexy pictures of Dennis. Oh, the break. Yeah. By the way, that's he's a, he's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man, but didn't you? Um, 
find another kind of beautiful man when you were adventuring around out there, Mad Monster? Yeah, it's actually the reason why I wanted to do this episode, well, besides the fact that it was April Fool's and I just thought it was appropriate. Um, there was um, a thing we went up for. We're, we're researching for our next project. There is a monster that was, there were two cars in a town and it is in Lebanon, Tennessee. Okay. And in Lebanon, Tennessee, these two people were lovers. The problem was one was uh, a married woman and the oh. lover was not married to her. Uh, and they went out to a road called Sugar Flat Road, which okay. is just outside of Lebanon, Tennessee. And they were having a tryst at an old church. I yeah. love that this went from you and Dennis to a tryst. I don't even know how you did that, but okay. So Lebanon tryst, got it. All right. Okay. Now you'd think this is like an ancient story. This is 1989. Oh, wow. So that's not so, too far yeah. away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is pre, an ancient story. It's pre-cell phone and internet, everyone. Yeah. So if you don't know when those came into being, it was not then. No, no. Okay. I was I was graduating high school that year. So, uh, but um, anyway, so that'll tell you a little bit about time okay. frame yeah. there. It, Mine was uh, 91. Okay, continue yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Nobody needs to do math. Yeah, yeah. Don't do the math. Don't do the math. But anyway, so this couple, they've had their fling and they are deciding to go back separate little side roads to get back to town so nobody notices right and he pulls out and something jumps in front of his car and there's two somethings and they are large hairy creatures now two large hairy creatures that walking on two legs jump in front of his car okay all right not bigfoot they are bigfoot but the difference is these are white. They are albino. So they are pale white hair. And he swerves to avoid them. And the second car, the lady, clips the second one and knocks it to the road. So two people having an affair are driving back and run into two albino big feet. But they only hit one of them. The other okay. one got across the road and uh, a feminine looking one got across the road, but the male got hit. Okay. So this is like a mated pair or something. A mated pair of big Bigfoot, uh, albino Bigfoot. So oh, they get out, they look at the creature. They're like, okay, it's fine. It's going to be fine. They clip it and have to get out of the car. Clipping to, is very different than yep. have to get out of the car to see yes. if the creature is still alive. But so. The, okay. the guy's like, you've got to get back to town. I got to get back to town. Whatever this is, we just got to get out of here. It's not a person. So we're, we're not in trouble. We've clipped a humanoid type creature. creature by but, clipped, I mean, actually hit it. So it fell down, but it's still alive. Yeah. But we got to get back to town. Okay. Because we've got to race to town before your husband gets home. Oh, that obviously, so, obviously. So they Not race the fair, lead yep. the creature. So she races home and he races home. And then he starts thinking about it. He's like, well, if they find that thing. They're going to obviously know they were having an affair. affair. They're going to figure out it was her car that hit it. And she was out when she shouldn't have been, blah, blah, blah. So he decides to go back and check on it and make sure it left. There's a lot of holes in the story. But, but there's the body. Oh, so this clipping 
clipping, we're gonna yes. we need to define clipping, has resulted in the death of the this, male version of the this. albino. So I hope everybody's keeping up because I feel like I'm close to getting lost on this. Right, Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. But anyway, yes. So he grabs the body and drags it away. He is a taxidermist. He's going to preserve this albino Bigfoot. He says the he could hear the howls of the mate and um, you know calling to it. But the body is so beat up from this clipping that he can't salvage it so he's only gonna take the head use it okay so he hides the body somewhere but takes the monster's head home because in your car you have whatever you need in which to remove well he a bigfoot's head yeah well apparently he took it back to his shop his taxidermy shop and that's where he removed the head but then got rid of the body okay so he had the head and he did a very poor job of taxidermy on it it is uh, so he was not a good tax not a good taxidermist okay. in any shape and that you is the story it the head was on display in lebanon tennessee in an antique store for decades so he mm, i'm gonna summarize this again yes so they were on the same page so um he the taxidermist and the adulteress went and had nookie taking separate cars did they 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 just sex outside so yeah. they were just sex outside okay whatever then i'm going to assume in the backseat of one of the cars just because i think lebanon and tennessee has a little bit of class okay well okay <laughs> and then they decide to go drive back and there are bigfoot that are albino and male and female and somehow this is very english easily distinguishable and they clip, I'm doing quotation marks yeah, so yeah. you can see them, the male one, which then somehow end results in a um, fatal injury with right. the clipping, which nobody would notice on a car. So if you've never seen a car that has caused a fatal injury, you would know this is probably a question she's going to get when she gets home. Yeah, what happened to the anyway, car? Right. Yeah, in the blood, in the hair whatever we're going to skip that part as if that didn't happen yep then the gentleman who has taxidermy as a profession goes back out puts the body in a vehicle drives the body to his taxidermy shop somehow manages to completely fuck up the taxidermy even though this is a job yep and gets rid of the body yep and, and saves the head saves the head i need to understand how the head that he saved for some reason ended up in an antique shop we have no idea because it's it can't be an antique and antique has to be over a certain amount of years yes. old so it, it's a novelty in an antique shop of right. a badly taxidermied head and they have Stop. a little note on it that says is it an alien is it a bigfoot is it this what happened in 1989 a terrible taxidermist told a gigantic fat bold lie. and most people who have seen it over the years have said that it is just this it's a, it's a mask. It's it's terrible. If it is a human head and he sewed hair onto it, maybe he's hiding a crime. You know, this is some crazy stuff. So there's all these theories about this head, but it was on display in this town for ages. And then it disappears. When does it disappear? There's a flood in Lebanon, Tennessee. The whole downtown area floods and all the shops close. When and, is this flood? Uh, this flood is in the uh, early 2000s. Okay. So it disappears. 
because that shop so closed less than 20 years from the yeah. head arrival okay it disappears it Got disappears it. Got it. it shows up again at a festival in town uh just a carnival uh, like a fa uh, state fair type thing but not it magically quite. appears at a state fair. yes uh, a band uh, uh, a bluegrass band has it and they have it on stage with them for dancing with the devil do we um know where the bluegrass band got the head no no okay. one seems to know now 2021 so two years ago it was listed on several websites as being on display at the Lebanon Museum. So post-pandemic. Well, mid-pandemic. Mid-pandemic, yeah, 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 yeah. Post those lockdowns. It was going to be on display that Halloween. Okay. At an exhibit on monsters. Okay. So that was the last time it's been reported. And I'm like, oh, it must still be at the museum. They must have it at the museum. Um. Yeah, and now Carrie's laughing because yes, this was our we go out of our way for Mad Monster before we head to Pensacon because we want a picture of this head. Okay. Right? Yeah. So we drive and drive and drive and we get to uh the Lebanon Museum. And it was a holiday and they were closed. So I was like, oh, President's Day. It's so President's Day. So, yeah. Um, did did it occur to call? Never mind. Well, I called story. another museum that we went to see that day earlier in tennis somewhere else, and they were open. So I assumed all museums must be open. No, I meant about whether or not they had the head, but continue. Well, on. that was the thing. This is I, all I did not think to go any further than that. So I get there to the museum. We spend the night in Lebanon, Tennessee. Okay. What's because I couldn't call them because they were closed what anyway. Was it so. a pleasant experience in Lebanon, Tennessee? Beautiful town. Uh, Carrie found an amazing donut shop that uh, she loved Pops Donuts. That was, uh, uh, and um, that's our, our travels today. Yes. You can go to, go to Pensacon in Pensacola, Florida. It's held once a year in February, or you can go to Pops Donuts in Lebanon, Tennessee, Tennessee and Tennessee. have a great little coffee and a great little donut. Uh, but um, maybe call in advance to see if they're see open. If they're open. <laughs> but the museum is actually in the bottom of the courthouse, okay. which is why it was closed. Because yeah. museums were open that day, but it was in the courthouse. It's a government building, so it's closed. We get in there and we're like, hey, where's the museum? Because there's signs for the museum. And they're like, oh, it's in the basement. And nobody, and we don't use it much anymore. I'm like, well, there's a sign for it. Uh, okay. So we take the elevator down in this courthouse and it's this old creaky ass elevator. It was hysterical. And there's just a few exhibits left. And there's a sign, monster exhibit but it's empty and so we are like hey can we find the curator oh we don't have one anymore we fired him i'm like okay so can anybody tell me about the monster head oh we've got some and what's funny is down there in the museum behind this employees only door i heard these guys talking so i knock and it was like walking into the it crowd literally it's they these two guys like it was like seeing richmond and you know that and they, they open up and they're like oh we're it you know we don't it's know anything about the museum on, on and we'll say yeah. that you know callie's gonna just have to have like this the show notes are gonna have 50 links in yes the time. anyway i would say long story short but it's too late uh oh, we're they, all, we're in this journey this now. wonderful lady comes down she's from the city she has no idea what the hell I'm talking about, about this monster head. Never heard of it. Never had it. Never saw it. No, I, no one, no one knows about it. It doesn't exist. And I pulled up the website 
you know, that said it was here. And she's like, oh, that, that wasn't our exhibit. And I'm like, there's a sign that says monster exhibit. I can't imagine anything else you would have. Oh, it was just folklore of Tennessee monsters. And I don't know about the head. Maybe check with the chamber of commerce. Okay. Oh, but then she calls me. I gave her a number. Said, if you find out anything, call me. We're not even out of the parking lot at this point. I'm very depressed because I'm like, where the heck's the head? Well, we got to go. We got to make it to, you know, another town. And then suddenly she calls me and says, hey, I think I know this antique store that might have it because I think it went back to the owner. Yeah. And so we, uh, I talked to another lady up here and she did remember us having it. So I was like, oh, okay. So it still does exist. You know, it has survived the flood, all this. So we called this other antique store. They knew nothing about what I'm talking. So I'm calling everybody today on a Tuesday morning in Lebanon, Tennessee, asking about the Sugar Flat Road. Now monster. you're calling them. It'll now I'm calling everybody. To call them. Well, now I have a bunny trail to go on and I'm now hunting this head. Versus the first part of the bunny trail, which was. Yeah. Okay, continue on. Uh, finally got in touch with the Chamber of Commerce mm -hmm. there, which is always your go-to when you're trying to find something that might be in a shop. And they said, oh, that guy who owns that shop, he owns the head. Uh, but he's out of business since the pandemic. Yes, you know, And so he is not reopened yet, may not reopen. And I'm like, can you give him my number? I'd like to see the head and all this. And there was another little bit where it was a bunny trail with a ghost tour that supposedly had it in Chattanooga. And they do have the head, but not, they have a head, but not the head. The head they have is a hologram made of it from 1990, because of course, 1990, everybody made 3D holograms of everything. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they do have, okay. So somebody, okay. So if you want to see a copy of it, it is available at the Chattanooga Ghost Tours headquarters. Is, is that the end of the story? Well, the end of the story is that I'm still waiting for a response from the guy who owns it, but it was a hoax. The whole thing was a hoax. Well, it's obviously, if you look at that picture, it's a hoax. Yes, It's exactly. ridiculous, but what I, I'm still drawn back to the entire part where you didn't call the museum before <laughs> you there it was the weekend it was the weekend okay did you suddenly get a bug up your butt to go look at this yes because we were at mad monster and i was like we were driving to uh another museum that was open that i knew and i talked to and i'm like oh wow hey this was a thing that was on our maybe list if we got out early enough oh yes yes yeah the whole before the flood the original antique shop that had it burned down and that's why they moved to downtown and then they were destroyed by a flood. So the head is cursed too. So no, the, the head <laughs> is a weird. Okay. Listeners, uh, again, we always love your listener tales. Other than your listener tales telling us how you actually found out something existed before driving to it, please, <laughs> please feel free to tell us what you think this creature is. We'd love to hear from you. I have my own opinions, but. Um, I think that you should be very careful when choosing a taxidermist, obviously. I, obviously, <laughs> and, and if yes. you're trying to cover up an affair, don't try having an albino Bigfoot head. Just don't so. the affair. It seems it's, like this got very complex based on- it was 1989. You can get divorced. It was, that was a thing. Yeah, so exactly. Say. Well, if you're- yeah, Anyway, that's yeah, a anyway. other topic. And another topic. topic. So, so that monster was a complete hoax. Complete hoax. hoax the event that the museum had being a complete hoax yep. along with the antique shop being a, you had like a series of like eight hoax 
in yes. this entire thing. Okay. Exactly, in this one story. But uh, now, okay. you know, I go back to the great hoax of Clearwater Beach, which was one of the things <laughs> everybody wishes I would put in one of my books. But I'm like, it's a hoax. So it's not really. Um, there was a man who was convinced. You should call him a gentleman. A gentleman. He was convinced he had seen a sea monster on Clearwater Beach. He had seen Nessie. So Clearwater is on the Gulf side of Florida. Yes. So he has seen the Loch Ness monster has traveled from Scotland to the Gulf of Mexico. I'm just clarifying the story for everyone following on. Okay. And he has seen it on the beach and nobody believes him. Nobody. Okay. Nobody believes him. Can't imagine why. Yeah. So I I don't believe him. uh, So he decides he's going to make everybody believe him. So he goes, so he goes and he's going to find a way to make it believe. So now we cut ahead two months and the Smithsonian Institute is in Clearwater Beach because they have found strange tracks on the beach. Oh, giant three toed tracks that. Have we clarified whether Nessie has three toes? No, we have not. We have okay. not. But uh, so we don't know where these have come from. And so Smithsonian has sent their zoological experts to identify these tracks. Oh, and what comes from this? They decide these deep three-toed footprints could only come from one creature. Oh my gosh, was it the Loch Ness monster? No, it had to be a 10-foot tall penguin. Oh, you know, I've heard about the great 10-foot-tall penguins. They're penguin ginormous. Yeah, ginormous. And they live in Antarctica. Yes, I from H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's Mountains of Madness. Exactly. <laughs> so, and not, yes. There are many pictures. There's many pictures of these people. So um, just to clarify, Florida is very much a tropical swamp for the most yes. part. Clearwater beaches on the Gulf side. The water is not very deep there Little, for the most no, part. No. And there is a ten foot tall penguin just wandering about, about. Uh, and, and you know, and Clearwater not exactly known for for penguins. Let alone any penguins except at the little marine aquarium, uh, but like yeah. zoo type thing. Yeah. but it is not a penguin frequented area. No, no, and definitely not by giant penguins that must weigh over two hundred to three hundred pounds. Well, being ten foot tall, I would of think it would course. weigh more than that. That is the only possible thing that could have made those tracks. That is what Smithsonian prints okay, first in the paper. Of all, I hope that they fired those immediately. <laughs> well, or the, did they find the ten foot penguin? There are suddenly appearances of the people are reporting sightings that they know about the penguin. They have seen it in the past. They have seen it recently. They have seen it over on Honeymoon Island. They have seen it on Treasure Island. It is all up and down the entire coast of the Gulf. And everybody's trying to catch the penguin, find the penguin. And it disappears from the papers. It's it, it the penguin mania disappears, but people talk about this urban legend, this giant penguin. Finally, 20 years later. The man who said he saw the sea monster finally came out and said, you know what? I hate you all. I made these cement shoes to try to prove to you to have you look for my sea monster. 
and you all thought it was a freaking penguin. And we believed my penguins, the, the, the penguin story that other people, that Smithsonian made up and not my sea monster story. And I have seen those shoes. They are still uh, in the possession of his family. And they are amazing. These giant cement three-toed shoes. And I think they look like dinosaur footprints. And that's what he was trying to make them look like. They did not look like giant penguins would have made Excuse those. me, a zoologist, which you are not. <laughs> I am not. Mr. Muncie. No, I am not. A trained Smithsonian mm -hmm. zoologist was able to nail this situation. I think this gentleman is nothing short of amazing. And if yes. those zoologist did not get immediately fired i should think one should try to find the name of this zoologist so anything else verified by them can be immediately called into question yep yes and then our last little stop on the way here was honey island swamp which okay. is the honey island swamp monster where is honey island that is in mississippi uh, okay. Or Alabama, Alabama, sorry, right on the Alabama Mississippi border. We're in that that little bit of the coast right between New Orleans. Uh-huh. New Orleans. Then you hit, you got Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay. You've got Mobile, Alabama. Okay. And then you've got here uh, in Pensacola. Okay. So it's right, you've got four states within an hour of each other yeah. uh, along the Gulf Coast. And in the middle of all that is Honey Island Swamp. And there was a creature there that everybody says looked just like a Bigfoot, but it had, it could have some weird skin issues. It was like gray instead of a black is this, or is brown. Is this one that looked like elephant skin or something? No, crap? that's the Pascagoula aliens, which is also right here too. Oh, so okay, we're not there. going there. That's, that's not a host, but the now yeah. no longer albino skin. No, Bigfoot. but a gray haired Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Okay. But thin hair very thin hair lightly haired of in its body but its head had long long hair um but it's and it was like thin like tapered thin more like our classic skunk apes down in the everglades but which would be in that area which is another yep. bigfoot okay we're yeah, not yep. going down with yep. the bigfoot so uh so a dad and his son see it and they report it and it just goes unmentioned for a little while then the 1970s come and the show that we all always talk about in search of yeah they bring out their sighting of the honey island swamp monster and it becomes explodes and becomes famous okay. and now everybody's looking for the honey island swamp monster and they go to those original two guys who saw it the dad and the son and the dad's like oh i kind of remember where it is I, I, and, and he takes people to it and they find tracks strange tracks three toed tracks but not penguin tracks oh i was gonna say is our giant penguin traveling but three toed but then they had like a fourth little side toe on okay. the side but most bigfoot tracks have five some of our skunk ape traps have have three okay. uh four is unusual and it looks a little weird okay and then uh when the man finally got you know tired and, and said you know i'm done with this uh he finally passes away and sadly we can't ask him questions because shortly after he died his daughter found footage from an eight millimeter camera that looks like it was somebody sitting in a deer blind and filming what looks like a gray colored 
what we would consider a Bigfoot Sasquatch. And then he also has, uh, he had those cast of those prints, right? Well, she also finds shoes with those strange four-toed prints. Now, now she doesn't find those. Some other guy, uh, a scientist who is researching the Honey Island Swamp, Swamp Monster finds it and says, oh, it's got to be your dad's shoes and he used it to to fake these footprints that he casts that are so famous but the shoe does not it was not her dad's shoe size so uh, i'm confused though yeah um other than now we have a gray sasquatch um that lives in a swamp which is not the skunk ape um this doesn't sound like a hoax if they have footage of this thing. Well, and that's just it. People are trying to study the footage and they haven't been able to determine its authenticity. But, you know, it's like the Patterson-Gimlin film we talk about back in 68. Nobody's been able to determine if that's real or not. This is another one of those. Is it a hoax? Isn't it a hoax? But we found the shoe. But if those casts are available and people make copies of those casts, uh, they're for sale a lot of Bigfoot conferences and stuff like Honey Island Swamp Monster cast. And um, it's pretty easy to make a shoe so somebody from that cast. Shoe. So somebody was playing a hoax. We just don't know if the genesis yeah. of it was a hoax. Okay. So that's the study of hoaxes. And so so on your travels. You can go to. The High uh, Island Swamp. You can go to Monster, uh, Mad Monster Con. Mad Monster Con. Which is in several locations. You can go to Pensacola. Yes. And go to Pensacon in several locations. You can go to Lebanon, Tennessee. And see nothing besides a donut shop. <laughs> you, I'm just following this. And then you can go to Clearwater, Florida. Clearwater Beach is rated one of the number one beaches, and not see a ten foot tall penguin because those things don't exist. You can go to the marine aquarium and see the little ones. Though. Yes, that's true. And you can go to the beach, which would be amazing. Or you can go to Honey Swamp, Honey Island Swamp, and they have Honey Island Swamp tours, and you can get a little swamp buggy and go out and look for the monster. Okay, well, this sounds like um, a very interesting vacation for our viewers. Yeah, and, and just remember when you go out in the woods, remember if you put a flashlight in your back pocket. Yeah, note to self, do not let Mark be your guide. And obviously, celebrities out there, if you've got a thing for Mark, you can write in and let us know. Yeah, I, I apparently need to hear it direct from the horse's mouth. So, so if good. you guys know of any hoaxes, yes. please, please send us your listener tales. We would love to hear about them. We'd love to look into them. And with that, I think we are through here. So we will see you on the other side. Um, before we close out, I would like to say that my dad's middle name is Oblivious. Anyway, Destiny, take it away. <laughs> yes.